Hello, and we're back with another episode of Minnesota Tadfish, today's evidence for tomorrow's pediatrician. I'm Dr. Kate Pollack. And I'm Dr. Heidi Moline. And we are chief residents at the University of Minnesota here to give you the dish on pediatric care. Today, we are continuing our evidence-based medicine series. And today, we're talking about library hacks, which is kind of a continuation of our last episode. And again, we're very delighted to have Caitlin Backer here with us today. Hi there. So last week, we talked about PubMed hacks and a few tips and tricks to get a better outcome from your searches. What are we going to talk about today, Caitlin? Well, today we're going to talk about point-of-care tools. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. So there's a lot of literature in the world, and it's only growing exponentially. You know, each year, about 2 million articles get published. And not only could you never read all of those articles, you probably couldn't even get through all of the titles of those articles. But you still need information. So there is a problem of how to identify high-quality evidence when there are millions of articles published every year. Exactly. And this is really where synthesized resources and point-of-care tools come into play. Now, the idea behind these resources is that somebody has done the heavy lifting for you. So rather than you having to bring together many pieces of evidence and then critically assess their methodological quality and their clinical applicability and then summarize the findings and derive a recommendation from them, these resources do all that for you. And the idea is to co-locate all of the relevant information on a particular topic, including the diagnosis, prevention, intervention, and treatment into a single resource. So there are a lot of different tools that can be helpful, uh, especially for questions that arise at the point of care. So you might have heard of Dynamed, um, and Dynamed bills itself as a clinical support decision tool. It includes summaries on over 3,000 different topics, and it monitors over 500 journals and resources to identify evidence as it emerges. They actually have a seven-step editorial process that includes critical appraisal of evidence, bringing together multiple pieces of evidence, and then developing conclusions based on what they found. And they actually rate the strength of evidence from one to three, where one is the most reliable and three is the least reliable evidence. It's nice to know a little bit more about Dynamed because it's one that I use frequently. Uh, They have a really nice mobile interface. Definitely. And through their mobile app, you can access a whole range of calculators, including decision trees and unit and dose converters. Um, And for more common clinical questions and some uncommon ones as well, a user can just enter a search term and they'll be directed to a page that describes all aspects of a condition, including diagnosis, management, complication, prognosis, screenings, uh, and even ICD codes and patient information. I agree. This is really helpful to learn about. One of the questions I have is when I have a non-FDA approved product, like a supplement, how do I find evidence for that? Ah, good question. As you might guess from the name, natural medicines focuses on complementary and alternative medicines and therapies. So if you have a question like, is it okay for lactating moms to take fish oil? Or will zinc actually help with acne? Natural medicines is a great resource to consider. Like Dynamed, Natural Medicines has assessment criteria to appraise the quality of the evidence. Their Natural Medicines brand evidence-based rating is a 1 to 10 scale, where 1 is the lowest quality and then 10 is the highest quality of evidence. I like a good scale. Yeah, and you can look at the comparative effectiveness of treatments for different conditions, or you can look up a particular non-pharmacological intervention and see the effectiveness, the safety, the potential interactions, among other things. And natural medicine also links to lists of USP-verified commercial products and provides patient handouts, often in multiple languages. 
I'm so glad we're talking to you today because I didn't know there was a whole database for this. How cool. Agreed. It's almost like a micromedics for alternative medications. Exactly. And micromedics is another really great tool because it contains drug information from a huge range of sources, including things like physician's desk reference. And you can search by drug or disease to see information on dosage, black box warnings, interactions, comparative efficacy, and adverse effects. So if I'm treating a patient with pediatric hypertension and I need to start them on a medication, how do you figure out what the initial dose should be or what the maximum dose is, or even if a medication is approved for a pediatric population? So that would be with micromedics. You can search for hypertension and then scroll to the relevant section like treatment. If you look at the drug therapies, micromedics will present all of the different medications that have been approved for use in that particular situation. And if it's approved for children, it will give you the daily dosage, the maximums, and it's going to offer that for different age ranges of the child, uh, including a minimum age. Micromedics also has this feature called Neofax, which focuses on neonatal and pediatric populations. And that includes a dosing calculator that incorporates things like the child's birth date and weight. Or in the case of the neonatal calculators, elements like gestational age and birth time. Wow, this is so cool. I honestly didn't know that Neofax existed. Thanks so much for running through a few of these resources with us. No problem. All right, you answered the question last week, but is there anything else we should know about your favorite hot dish? Oh, well, one tip that's important to keep in mind is five minutes before you're ready to take it out of the oven, just switch the bake to broil to get that nice crispiness on the top. And this is the broccoli cheese casserole. Yes, the three cheese broccoli casserole. Okay, Don't forget the three cheeses. Perfect. (laughs) That sounds delicious. I'm always so hungry at the end of these episodes. (laughs) But that's a wrap on Library Hacks. And that's all for today's episode of Minnesota Catfish. Thanks, Heidi. Bye, Kate.